cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself. Brent Lindicue, the good things guy. I've got the producer looking at me and she's like, what's going on? I'm too soft. I'm too loud. I can't even hear myself. Let me tell you that my headphones are gone. So I'm using other people's headphones. And we started early, which is why she's pointing in my direction. But that's okay. The more time we have, the better. Because... That's what the good stuff is all about. Sorry, I didn't even realize the time. Um, we're going with it. It's bloody the good stuff on Cliff Central. It's officially Cliff Central's very own happy hour and your own happy hour featuring South Africa's only good news charting show. For real, we search the internet high and low to bring you the good stuff. Um, those things that you should really be speaking about. When you're around the dinner table or at the water cooler, um, you know, there, there is so much going on in the world and in South Africa. If we look at it, just a, a, a glance at the headlines right now, we've got xenophobia, which is um, happening all over the country. There's the Prasa CEO and his 350% salary hike. Spoiler alert, he got fired. Um, and then like naming and shaming heavy water users is something that Cape Town has started doing um, to try and curb people from, from overusing water. That's not all the cuck that's happening in South Africa, though. We've got really good things um, that don't get shared by the mainstream media. I see it. I am flipping involved with all the good stuff. So many incredible things happening in South Africa and the world right now. So inspired, so proudly South African. So much of good news. A couple of stories that we're going to touch on today. The Vol Dam has reached 100%. 100%. It's 100% full. And um, I don't know if you remember a couple of, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, we had uh, the the government standing up and going, it's going to take years and years before our dams are full again, and whatever they were saying. And then like six weeks went by, and um, the dam is now fuller than it's been in six years. And, and apparently the sluice gates are opened for the first time in I think two or four years. I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get my dates wrong here. I think it's like two years. Um, but the, I'm a little bit confused. Are we in a drought? It's so confusing. Um, I would still say save water because we should be saving water. We should all be saving water all the time. But also we can celebrate because now there's lots of water. So we can go swimming and stuff, which is pretty cool. Uh, we're going to be speaking about something else that's happened, um, which we, you know, living in South Africa, there's always pros and cons to everything. Absolutely everything. It's always pros and cons. And um, sometimes... Sometimes our governments stuff up and we can be really angry about it and, and we get our pitchforks and we protest and, um, and we get really upset about when things go wrong and they're not doing what is right. But in this case, um, they're scrapping all of the fines, the traffic fines in Johannesburg from almost 10 years ago. It's like nine and a half years. They are scrapping all of the fines. So we're going to speak about that and why that's happening, which is really cool. Um, and then another story that I want to touch on, and, and it's really sweet. An orphaned three-week-old baby elephant was found on the side of the road and saved. It's it's a really cool story, so we're going to be bringing you that. Good, the good stuff is literally Cliff Central's very own happy hour, and that's why we're here. There's no bad news here. We do not focus on that. It's not what we're about. No cuck, yeah, is what I say. So Kerry and I will kick off the show. Um, you can hear I've been rambling on because we start a little bit early, so, so I can catch up some time. Um, Kerry's going to be starting the show, and myself, we're going to drag one of our producers in here. Can we have one of our producers, please? Can someone come in? We're going to kick off the show with a little bit of a catch-up, and, and our new way of doing it is we drag a producer into the studio, and we get her to just, or him, or them, they they could be non-gender conforming. We don't know, but um, they they sort of just hang out in studio with us, and we we talk about a couple of different topics that are relevant right now. Try find the good stuff in it, so it's not just all about the bad stuff. Um, and then we're going to be getting into the top five good news chart show, the only top five good news chart show in South Africa. It's where we bring you the good news that really matters. Uh, and today we will also be bringing you our special feature called the good paint job proudly brought to you by play your part an initiative by brand south africa today we get to chat to justin zitzman all the way from cape town he's flown in this morning he's uh his arms are quite tired from flapping um he he ran into the studio uh he's here waiting to chat to us he's from kusile 
Ikaya project, which you're going, mm, I speak English or Afrikaans or French, and I don't know what that means. Well, they do incredible things in the underprivileged areas of South Africa. Shack fires are a huge problem. Um, it's one of the things they do. They do quite a few things. So we're going to speak to him about what it is exactly they do. I know that they use a special paint uh, to try and curb shack fires. So we're going we're gonna to chat to them about that. Quite exciting. And then also we've got David Shields, no stranger to the good stuff. He's been on a couple of times. He's got something called the Gem app. It's the Gem Projects app. And I'm quite excited. The universe always has things happening at the right time in the right place. And I'm like... I'm like a dating site for charities. I'm, I'm literally going to use that name for myself because we've got Justin here today and we've got David and I believe that their two projects have synergy. Um, David's looking for corporates and individuals. Uh, Justin's looking for corporates and individuals to get involved with his stuff. And David has got that database. So how flipping exciting. We're going to get them together, listen up and get inspired. Kerry, how are you? Good morning. How's it going? Good, thanks. Happy Tuesday. We always like Happy Tuesday, and it's the last Tuesday of the month. I can't even believe we're going into March. It's like, what happened to the beginning of the year? Well, I can believe it, because um, I know March is coming, because when the 1st of February comes round, Woolworths, um, they <laughs> start putting the Easter eggs out. I know, the Easter So eggs. you know March is coming. It's, it's sort of like a precursor to the fact that the holiday season is coming, and you just know it. Come on, Valentine's Day wasn't even over yet, and those Easter eggs were out. Where was I? <laughs> the, other, the other day, um, I went to a wedding, an amazing wedding of a friend of mine uh, in the bush this weekend. Yes, I saw. And um, we went to a little restaurant in the bush, and I'm getting... Like because it's quite far out of Joburg, um, Joburg, eh? Like, Joburg. A, like a brewski. Yeah. They they get their stock delivered, and it um it sits for a while, right? Yes. So I was, you know, I drank a lot the night before. You know, that's, mm, that's what happens you when you had a wedding. Course, yeah. I was also the MC, so I had to calm my nerves. Mm-hmm. Average MC Brent. <laughs> um, and and I was feeling a little bit rough the next day. I don't I don't support sugar carbonated drinks. But I I ordered a Coca-Cola. Oh, dear. And I was sitting at the table. And, and what is the date? It was like the 26th of Feb. Yes. 26th of Feb. They brought me a Christmas Coca-Cola can. <laughs> and I thought, I thought to myself, either these guys are getting rid of old stock or they are really, really early for Christmas this year. But you had a little bit of a chuckle as well in your condition. Oh yeah, no man, it was funny. And it, it can't but it's go, not it, that far. It can't like, go off. That's, no, that's it's what just, I'm saying. It's just funny that, that they, they still have a Christmas, Christmas stock. Can. And and the way that I saw it was but they're either late towns, or early. Eh? Those they're, small towns. They're either late or early. You have to sort of make up your mind <laughs> yeah. as to what you are. Anyway, um, let's be early. Always fall. Well, we early today. <laughs> early bird, early bird catches the worm. I am um, like going away and and sort of getting out of the bush. And yes, it was a wedding, so it has all that r- romanticism around it. But being in a beautiful part of South Africa, which is not far from Johannesburg and was not expensive to go there, and you get to be surrounded by um, buck and zebra and giraffe and elephants and all these things, and you're in the middle of the bush and it's so close and you just go, flip, man, I love South Africa. Yes, we I, are. It we makes are. me so passionate about our country that we can literally drive for a couple of hours and have that amount of beauty the, the rest of the world doesn't have that we are blessed they don't have lions no no lions <laughs> all right so we've dragged one of our, oh before i get to one of our producers um if you guys want to get involved you can tweet us cliffcentral.com brent lindicu kerry stain you can give us a call on 0861 uh, you can send messages via our official wechat account that's up on the screen here and then you can also um whatsapp us but i have a problem with this WhatsApp number. Oh, now you need to confirm the WhatsApp number. Because last week, Kerry read it out, and I had... Is that Sam Cowan? Hello, darling. She's sitting in the in the <laughs> producer's lounge, just parking off. I think she's coming to my show. I'm going to drag her in here. No, she says no. <laughs> um, our WhatsApp number, I shouted it out last week, and then you shouted it out from a piece of paper, and the numbers didn't correlate. So one of us have got it wrong. Oh, and now you're sitting here laughing at us. Yeah, our producers are you, laughing you at us. You should be telling us, you <laughs> should be giving us the right number. They're like, what's wrong with these oaks? Don't they know? See, it was right. Okay, so um, 
The number to call is 079-748-2090. And don't call that number because you're not going to get through to anyone. What? You can, you can, you can send us a WhatsApp. And here's the, the amazing thing. No, 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 no. I want both the producers to hear this. Here's the amazing thing about podcasts. They live forever. I'm going to go get the podcast from last week and I'm going to you play. Are quite right. I'm going to play where Kerry read out the wrong number because it was written down wrong. And they are still laughing. They think we're funny. It was this big piece of A4 paper here on our desk, and it was wrong. No wonder I didn't get any messages last week. I thought no one loved me. Crickets. No, man. No, man. Okay. So um, we changed up the show a bit. So since last week, we've decided to grab the guys that are behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, Um, the guys that are editing, producing, loading up on social media, making sure the backbone of Cliff Central works, because that's what gives us the opportunity to be on air and to talk to you guys and, and to just bring you the good stuff. So we drag in some of the producers and the social media players and even the technical guys. We bring them into the studio and um, we just give them an opportunity to... I have a little bit of mic time. So I've dragged I've dragged one of our producers in here. Who have we got in the studio today? Drumroll. You see, Simpiwe works on the sound effects. That's her job here at Cliff Central. Sometimes when you hear like a little our thing jingles. in the background, um, it's what she does. No, just kidding. You, What do you do at Cliff Central? I'm currently the intern, so a bit of everything, but mostly the social media. She handles all the social media. So when you see those Instagram live videos... It's all me. It's all some beware. She's making it happen. But we've dragged her into studio because we want to find out what's happening in the world right now and how you feel about some of the things. So we've got five topics that we're quickly going to touch on. It's a little 10 minutes that we have. Um, the first being the traffic fines that have just been obliterated. Ab- They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can do that too. I can. I think I'm the only white person that can. I need, I need to ask Sims, how, how old are you? I'm 21. She's 21. Have you got a license? Um, I have a learner's. You have a learner's? Yes. Do you have any fines? <laughs> no, my sister does. Okay, so you're excited for your sister. I was trying to get to where we were with yes. the excitement. With the excitement. I'm, I'm 32 and... Um, my mum and I had quite a few conversations regarding traffic fines because mm. my mum is parat. Like the, the way that she's been brought up is always do what is good and yes. what is right and obey the law. Mm-hmm. And my mum's listening now and is probably going, why are you talking about me? It's ridiculous. But she is like the the best South African. She really follows the rules. And and she's always in my ear about you must pay your fines and you must pay your etols. You can't actually get your license, renew your license if you haven't paid your fines. But now you can. I know. I'm, so, I'm, I'm on my way. So this is all what happened, right? Um, the, there's a whole, there's a whole mess up mm. within the system. You need to get a traffic fine, but our postal service is a little bit, um, squiff. Mm-hmm. So we're not getting any of those. <laughs> uh, we don't get it in the post. Yeah. So the traffic departments are saying, no, you need to send it via registered well, the mail. The court is saying you need to send it by registered mail. That's not happening because no. that's too expensive. Yeah, very. So th- there's all these complications around the traffic fines in South Africa and the court, and the courts have gone now. Johannesburg and Pretoria. If you've received fines in the last nine years, nine and a half years, mm. they are gone. Yes. They're gone. So Christmas did come early. Yeah, it came I'm, early. I'm happy. Christmas that can. Christmas came early. I don't need to pay my fines. I'm excited. High five. We need to do high five there. Um, we're excited. We get Scott, off Scots free. Also, I must say, in my previous um, last year, yes. I had a silly little sports car. It was silly. Really? It was silly. It was a sports car. It went too fast. Okay. It was too quick. Okay, it was quick. It was quick. Yes. And and that thing caused me a lot of trouble with speed. I don't like, think you even realized how fast you were never, going sometimes. Never, 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 yeah. never. So I did, and also it was quite low to the ground. Mm. So I'd be driving on the roads and I'd be like hitting over potholes and then I'd have to get a new bumper. It was quite a mess. So I decided <laughs> to get rid of that and get myself a, like a little four by four thingy that's a little bit higher. So I got one of those. And because it's, it's, it's a bigger car, it's a little bit slower, which is mm. fantastic. But here's the thing. And I've, I've spoken about this before. Discovery don't pay me. I need to tell you that. I'm not a brand ambassador for them. Discovery, they are haven't, you listening? They haven't paid to be on this section of the show, which I think they need to. I'm yes. going to discuss this with them afterwards. But Discovery Insure is phenomenal. 
Oh, wow. They put a little thing in my car, and if I go over the speed limit, they shout at me. Oh, nice. So it's, it's basically gamification. I now watch myself in the road. I, I, Good, adhere to it's the It's like signs. having your mom in the car permanently. It's like having my mom in the, mom, you're listening to that? You're yes. in my car permanently. Yes. So all my traffic fines for the last nine years are gone. And in the past, I would say I've had the car for like eight months. Yeah. I haven't got one fine. That's good. So I'm on a good, I'm in a good wicket here. We can. Yes. <laughs> crowd goes wild. Crowd goes wild. Okay. So we're happy about the traffic fines. Yes, Those are. are good things. And, I'm super and good happy. Things. That is like, that is like early Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> Something controversial, right? Did you watch the Oscars last night? No, I didn't, but I watched it via Twitter. Via mm. Twitter? You're watching it on the Tweet Tweet, because that's how millennials do it. Yes, I watch everything on the streets of Twitter. Really? Yes. Is that how you sort of catch up with things? Yes. Science has, has done that a couple of... interesting. Science has done a couple of experiments and tests and all sorts of things, and they say that the average human being, average human being, middle class human being, now has three screens when watching TV, you watch TV, mm-hmm. you have your cell phone, yes, and then you either have an iPad or a computer that's, yes. that's in front of you. That's me. So you've you got a, your average of three screens. You're watching what's going on on the television. You're watching what's going on on social media and then maybe playing Candy Crush to get a break. I don't know. That's how sort of it works, right? Yes. Okay. Don't you think our brains are just overloaded and fried? Not at all. Not no, at all. We, no, not, when you, not when you're on Twitter. Not when you're on Twitter. And millennials, their brains are evolving. Like, you need to get with it, or you're going to be left behind. Well, I don't watch TV. You're already it's left fine. behind. It's I'm, I have go, two screens. Just go onto the streets of Twitter. The no, streets I am. of I'm Twitter. There. I'm there. All right, so you watched you watched the Oscar debacle yes, unfold <laughs> on Twitter, which I saw it happening on social media, because I hate the word obvious, because nothing is obvious, but this is obvious. Um the Oscars happened in America while we were sleeping. Yes. And then we woke up and it and was like, like boom, bada boom. What, what the <laughs> F? Actually, um, for those of you that are, that are living under a rock, they, um, announced that La La Land had won best picture of the year. Mm-hmm. And when the guy announced it, he was quite confused. He like opened the envelope and then he looked if there was something else in the envelope and then he like looked at it and he went, um, the winner. The winner is, and then he handed it to Faye, and she went, La La Land, and La, and La La Land stood up, and they started doing speeches, and then there was this awkward commotion going on behind them. There was like, there was a guy with a Madonna headset running around on the back of the stage trying to sort stuff out. Shocking. And then one of the one of the crew members, he's either a producer or director or someone that's part of La La Land, went, "We didn't win." Yeah. We we didn't win. We didn't win. Um and I'm not joking. This is not something it's funny. Not a joke. Um this is not a joke. M- Moonlight, you guys won. You guys won. And everybody in the crowd was so confused and, and Price was, Waterhouse Coopers is taking a bit of a No, well, of course, because they yeah. the auditors. They, yes. they 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 effed up royally. They really but the did. awkwardness on the stage was priceless. It was priceless. It was really priceless. And then you had these two movies that were running for the front runners. What what was happening on Twitter? Yo, people were going in, um, those memes on the streets of Twitter, uh, they did not waste any time. And everyone was like, yeah, Steve Harvey, you know, um, <laughs> they brought Cause, like, cause of Miss Universe, right? Yes. And they were like, yeah, well, I guess Steve Harvey's Whoopsie laughing now. Daisy. Yes. So that was quite funny on the streets of Twitter. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, people it ripped was, them apart. <laughs> it was crazy. And it was all the news yesterday. It mm. was just everything that was trending was about the Oscars and this debacle. But here is this crazy thing. I found this this morning. It's a South African guy. His name is Vic Niemand, which mm. is so South African, it's scary. Um, and he, he wrote this. And I think this is something that we could take to heart, right? Listen. So here's what the news should actually be. Not about the debacle. Yes. A beautiful, worthy film about a black queer life beat every odd to win at the Oscars. It's the first film with an all-black cast and director to win Best Picture, and the first LGBTI production to triumph as well. One of its stars uh, made history as the first Muslim to win in the category of Best Supporting Actor, and in winning for Best Adapted Screenplay, an out-black man writer stood on a stage in front of millions of people around the world. He dedicated the award to all those black and brown boys and girls and non-gender conforming who don't see themselves. We're trying to show you, you and us 
So thank you. Thank you for this. Standing ovation. How extraordinary, how historic. That's worthy of a headline. Who cares about the mess up? Accidents happen, right? Yes, they do. Um, and it, it kind of took away from everything, um, from all the winners, um, because that's the only thing that was on Twitter. Once that happened, literally, the Oscars became... Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's all that people were speaking about. Yes. I said that because I watched the whole show last night. And I actually, you know that Facebook uh, on this day, it tells you what oh, you were yes. doing like seven, eight years ago. Um, the Oscars fell on the same day a couple of years ago. And I actually, um, I, I Facebooked or something to the likes of, uh, the Oscars were amazing, best nap I've had in a while. <laughs> so so, so here, here's my thing. Uh, 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 this is controversial, so so go with me. Uh. Do you think that was all a PR stunt to make the Oscars relevant? Hmm. I, I don't know, um, but if it is, that was one clever stunt um, because it, it it got us talking, got us talking, and it got us like going on to the tweeting, yes, tweeting and YouTubing that actual scene. Um, I don't watch the Oscars, but I did watch at least three minutes of it. <laughs> so, so I think this is this is why I say it's controversial. You're a millennial, yes. You live on social media, and that's how you get your your media and your in yes. information. The only way the Oscars got you to be interested. Yeah, it was. was a PR. I'm telling you, it's a PR and stunt. To, and to actually take note of La La Land and Moonlight. Yes, because now I know both exactly. the movies, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me go watch them. <laughs> let me go watch them. Like, well done, Oscars. Exactly. Well done, Oscars. That's absolutely crazy. One other thing that um, we're going to quickly touch on, which they've just made relevant, and I, I don't even know if you know what this is. Because I need, I need to say you're, you're 21. You're yeah. only 21. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can find this. I am so excited. I'm nervous. <laughs> um, hold on. We want to see if we can find this. I'm gonna, Please hold. I'm gonna your call is important to us. Yeah, no, carry on doing this. <laughs> you are number 5,365 in the queue. I ain't got time for this, okay? Okay, wait. I think this is it. I think I got it. Listen. Yes. Is this it? Yes. Do you, even, do you even know what that is? That was, um, what's the term? Oh, she doesn't even wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Wait, wait, wait. Do you even know what that is? Yes, I do. Um, that was like what the ringtone to uh, a Nokia. A Nokia? You got it. In the dark. <laughs> so, I mean, a 21 year old is sitting here and she knows the iconic tune for the Nokia. The Nokia 3310 is back. I am super excited. For the phone? Yes. For real? Yes. Because you see, um, my parents, okay, are still stuck back there with the Nokia, the Nokia time. And get yeah, and getting them onto the whole smartphone thing, Android, it's not not working. Not easy. No, my mom is still she's still happy with her SMS, eh? And I actually went to go and try find a Nokia and I'm like And you couldn't. No. Okay, so so here's the here's the deal with this phone. They've brought back the Nokia thirty three ten for two reasons. One, um they've made the phone sort of quite simple. It's like two G or something. It's not very great on the Facebook and all of those things. But it's the battery life. It Mm. has a battery life of a month a month long. But there's a big there's a bigger reason that they brought the Nokia thirty three ten back. And it is exactly what I said about the Oscars. It's to make Nokia relevant again. They brought back the Nokia thirty three ten so we could be speaking about a phone. Because they've actually launched three smartphones The Nokia 5, 6 and 7 um, If you go onto their website It's this big flashy deal with the Nokia 3310, 3310, 3310 But as soon as you scroll, their smartphones are underneath You're like, there. wow, Nokia's brought out a smartphone it's a, it's a PR stunt to make Nokia relevant again And it's flippin' clever From an advertising or marketing space It is genius So, when, so when are they going to bring them here? N- well, now It's coming now It's Good. all here now And do you think they're going to be expensive here I've seen that no 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 it's like 800 bucks it's super cheap it's it's a super cheap phone it was all a PR stunt that was brilliant it's 800 brand uh, that's quite expensive for what it is I mean it's still no, got, it's 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 got s- and it's got snake bro yes the- I'm so excited for that that's the only reason why I want to get it has it got Tetris and snake <laughs> that's like I just want snakes guys like when I was young this was the phone to have and, it really was and uh, yeah it was my sister's first phone so I'm just like I want they it. are the business they really are and I'm very excited about this they are the business Sims thank you for being with us alright I'm millennial I'll bring you back in because you are fun 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 I know. thank you thank you thank you next, t- next time can we Facebook live this maybe 
maybe. Yeah, we could. Hey? Okay, next time we'll do that. All right. Um, go back to your desk. <laughs> Miss now, Social Media Mogul here. Go back to your desk. All right, so last week I introduced something as well, which is um, relatively new that we started. You can hear the phones going there. So we started something that was relatively new. Um, we call it 50 Seconds of Fame. And this is where we give our listeners the opportunity to do whatever. Ever they want for 50 seconds, but only 50 seconds. Care, do you have your countdown? I do. Are you ready? They can sing, tell jokes, play an instrument, or promote themselves live, on air, and forever podcasted. I don't even know who I have on the line right now, because this is all just, you know, we're winging it. Um, welcome to The Good Stuff. Thank you. Um, my name is Paul Oxton. I am the founder and director of Wild Heart Wildlife Foundation. We primarily take care of rhino orphans who have been the, uh, the victims of poaching. Um, we supply the orphanage with essential items that will uh, care for the babies and eventually, obviously, make sure that they get back into the uh, back into the wild and they are released back into the wild. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Wild Heart Wildlife Foundation. Um, we believe in ethical conservation and uh, transparency is our key and our priority and basically we do what we say and we show what we do on our Facebook social media so that you can be comfortable in uh, in, in in helping us with uh, with our cause of taking care of the rhino babies. Paul, that's absolutely amazing. That's your 50 seconds up of fame. I'm going to ask that you repeat the um, the website because I think the work that you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. And I was actually excited to have you on air. Um, if you could just give us the Facebook or the website again. Thank you. Um, the Facebook page is Wild Heart Wildlife Foundation. And that would be basically if you just typed in Facebook backslash Wild Heart Wildlife Foundation, you will find us. And we show exactly what we do. Or wildheartwildlifefoundation.org um, is our website. And, and you can find us there and see exactly what we do. It's that simple. That's our 50 seconds of fame for this morning. Wild Heart Wildlife, thank you so much for being on the show and for calling in. It's always exciting to have these things. We're going to put it up online so that um, you guys can get involved as well. It's a charity moment. It's for us to really see how charities are doing. I think it's awesome. You think it's awesome? Yes, I do. <laughs> this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Man alive, I flippin' love Tuesdays. We get to hang out in studio, just bring you good stuff, good flippin' stories. You know, I just got a message um, on Twitter from, from the Wild Heart Foundation that we just spoke to. So we're going to put uh, that up online so that you can get in touch with them as well. Get involved. They save little baby rhinos. That's amazing. Amazing.com. Yes. Um, every week we get to speak to inspirational South Africans that are doing amazing things. And, and this week is no different. Um, my, my vernacular is really bad, but I'm going to try to say this. So we've got Justin Zitzman from Kusela Ikaya Project. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you in studio. Um, I mean, for our listeners, what is Kusela, let me say it, Kusela Ikaya Project? Thank you, Brent. Well, the Kusela means to protect your home. And when we started up just over two years ago with this project, at first we were mostly concerned about informal settlement fires happening. It's a real issue. It happens every single day. And um, we were thinking, how can one bring that to a situation of where we can prevent or just to get these people in a situation where they don't lose lives or they don't lose all their belongings? And we uh, formulated a paint at a cost point that was achievable for government. And then we started painting in the Western Cape. 2,000 homes thus far and counting. 2,000 homes. That is correct, yes. So just um, so we can get a better understanding, the paint that's been created, there's a whole bunch of clever people that wow. have come up with a solution that they can paint their existing houses and structures 
to prevent the fires. That is correct, yes. I mean, but it's, it's, it's to prevent the spread of fire because it's not a bulletproof thing. It can still burn. It's what the city of Cape Town was just looking for was a way and more time to s- slow down the spread of, of fires. I'll give you an example. Last year in a place called Pumlani Village, there was 550 albums that we painted over there and there was a fire on the 8th of May and only 9 or 10 homes got damaged where it could have been 550 homes. There's the, there's the reality. So, you know, if you're, you're doing this, you're painting it, it is making a difference, and there's the proof in the pudding. Um, who's paying for it? Who, where, where are you getting your funding from for this? Well, initially we started working with government, and but you know, government bureaucracy can only take you that far because then you get the red tape and you get all the things where you know we are looking into it. We we begin to try and see what we can do, sort of thing, and then you start coming up with inventive ways, ways such as speaking to companies and saying to you, "Listen, guys, we've got an awesome project. Come on board. Come and have a sustainability day. Come and have a team building day. Bring your guys out, and we'll come and paint in a community." Um, those are one of the ways this uh, SMS campaigns that we are doing. There's so many ways that one could get involved with this project. But, you know, the most important thing is we say to people is if you have a domestic worker or if you've got somebody that is working for you, more than actually giving that person money or bonus, give them money to protect their home because that's the most important thing. If you don't have a home, you don't have anything to, mm. to work with from there. A lot of the time when I get to meet people that are doing work like you're doing, and um, whether it's an organization or charity or, or someone like you that's doing good, there's always a reason behind it. There's, there's, there's a reason why it matters to you. Why did you get involved? Yeah, well, I was involved with blue chip companies before. And, you know, one of the things that I always felt was it, it was it's okay to make other people money and to be enriched in a certain way. But my personal persona has always been is that I want to make a difference. It's, it's, it's one thing to have material wealth, but if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and you're not happy with the person that you are, then I think you've reached a crossroad in your life. And I think a lot of people find themselves sometimes where they think I've got the capability to do something, but they just don't will themselves mm. on. And I got to the point of said, you know what? When my business partner, Ashley Stemmer, came to me and told me about this idea and I saw the first time when we started with a pilot project when I just thought it was just about the paint, it's just about the money once again. And I'll never forget the lady coming to me with a kid with a, in her hand and she says to me, Mr, I don't want the paint. Can you please give me the food so that I can feed my child sort of thing? And that is where you start realizing that you have got it all, all wrong. And then I thought to myself... It's one thing to understand that you, you want to protect the people's homes, but the embodiment of protecting somebody's home becomes much more than just mm. putting paint on that on there. And I think that is where the journey then basically began because then the Kuselekaya project started about just protect your home by painting it. Then we're talking about education with nutrition, and that's where I know you had David Brown on a few from weeks jam. ago from Jam. Yep. So we work very closely with them. And then there's the community upliftment, sports development with current Tabeni. Um, we, we call it responsible tourism versus township tourism. Because again, somebody said to me, Justin, how would you like somebody gets out of a taxi with 18 people, starts taking a photo of your house and they start walking around your house and they see a child exactly. and they give him 50 rand. He says, do you think that is a comfortable situation? He said, no. no. I want to be in a situation, if somebody's going to come to my house, let them rather do something which is meaningful, which counts for something, and not treat me like I'm some sort of object mm. that belongs or was in a museum sort of thing. I am a person at the end of the day, and I want to be treated in that it's way. It's a basic human right as well. That That is correct, yes. And yeah, you know, with all the wonderful work that we're doing, this week we're also launching a campaign on uh, on, on the Gay Pride Day. Yeah. It's, we were just talking about this off air. Yeah. It's one of my best parties in South Africa, Gay, Bri- Gay Pride down in Cape Town. I've, I've gone to the Pretoria one, I've gone to the Joburg one, um, but but I must say, there's something about a sense of community down in Cape Town that really just brings it together. It is festive. It's a celebration. It's always fun. And for you to be getting involved, it means you're touching the community in a different way. 
That's hundred percent correct. I mean, yeah, we want to launch, you know, to saying if, if if I'm gay, I'm proud of it. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm still a person. I'm a human being. It's just my preferences, which is different way. But I'm, you know, that's why we're launching a campaign called I Am. How how does that feed back to the townships? I mean, is there a problem in the townships when it comes to homophobia? Massive, massive, mm-hmm. massive problem. I mean, in the, in the newspaper a few weeks back, there was, there was, there was actually a female that was killed and you do get ostracized as well. So it's again, it's an education thing. Um, and specifically in black communities, people fear what they don't know. And mm-hmm. if it's not something which is the norm, then you get alienated. Um, we, we find that uh, quite often. And that, and that is something that should change, you know. That is why we, in specifically with that campaign, we're looking at wanting to get safe houses. We want to, in specifically, if it's going to be women and protection of child abuse sort of thing, because these kind of things are not happening. For example, if, if a girl gets raped right now, what would happen is, you know, you'd have to go to police, you go mm. to the conventional counseling sort of thing, but they don't take into consideration. You're going back. You're yeah. going back. back. You're going back, back, back to the danger exactly. zone. Not just that, but your family then becomes in danger. What happens yeah. to them then? So mm. will the case ever then reach court? Will it actually get to the point of where you're wanting to do that? So the whole thing about the Kusele Kaya project is when you're looking at something, you have to treat it holistically and not just... You know, treated like it's a, a stopgap or put in a plaster. But but this is where you're going, and you're looking yes. at all the different facets of mm. of the the community and mm. the people that you're trying to serve. And Kusele Kaya project um, is gr- has grown, it's evolved, and and you can only stay relevant through either evolution or revolution. And mm. you've done both with what you're doing now. Um, it's revolutionary to see an initiative just just really servicing the community in all the different facets. How old is the project? Well, you won't believe this. When we originally started out, um, yeah, when we started out, our company's name was called Transception. Um, Transception's logo is mean taking things beyond thought. And um, we wanted to, you know, how could one change things? And we started hitting all these brick walls because you're getting told you're not a non-profit organization. We like what you're doing and you look good, mm. but, you know, you're not appealing. So then a year later, um, I think April the 1st or May the 1st last year, that's then when we full-on registered the Kusele Kaya Project as a non-profit organization. So... We can say we've been going for about two years, but registered legally for about a year. And, you know, we just keep on and moving That's things forward. And, and you're doing more work in, sure. the, in the past two years that some people do in like 10 yes, years, in a yeah. decade. So the stuff you're doing is flipping amazing. Um, we did say, I mean, so Mandela Day is coming up, right? It, it's, it's always here. It's, it's every year. Mm. My biggest issue with Mandela Day, and it's a huge issue that I have, is that corporates and individuals, um, they, they all vie for the same thing. Mm. So they all find that orphanage that has a name or, uh, 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 whatever, a home or, um, a certain, a certain area yes. in an informal settlement that has already got a name or exactly. it's already got a structure or it's got a road to get yeah, there. Yeah. And then they, Pummel that thing. There's like I've I went to one in Soweto and I was part of a group. Um, we we were sort of filming mm. and we were trying to help. And in the one day, there was like a hundred thousand people that came into the one orphanage to yeah. paint the same wall because there wasn't much else to do. So with you guys, I mean, you've got a whole network, um, and you're working in all sorts of areas that really need assistance in all these different places within the community. What is the plan for corporates? How do they get involved? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you mentioned that, and you're saying, you know. In the non-profit space of companies, everybody's going to support the Red Cross Children's mm. Hospital. Everybody's going to support the Art Foundation. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Wonderful organizations to work with. But, you know, the people outside in the communities also need your help. The people exactly. in informal settlement, we're talking about five and a half million homes currently mm. in informal settlement. Four people on average, that's 20 million people out of a possible 55, 60 million people living in an informal settlement home. And we're only talking about 2050 if there was the money that everybody could have a RDP or a government home mm. if that was possible. So what do we do in between then and now? So 
I always say that, you know, I always challenge myself. It's like 67 minutes for Mandela, or you start thinking about you wake up on the 1st of July. Okay, what are we going to do now? So I said, our target for this year is we want to say 670 homes. So we're timing it wow. by 10. And it doesn't matter where you are in South Africa, we can create a network and we can paint 670 homes across South Africa on Mandela Day and we can make it into a network then. But not only that, then you have to touch on, is there food there? Mm. We have to bring in food. We have to bring in the shoes for the kids. We have to bring in some sort of education. How can one get involved? Because it can't just be where you're going to, again, do a piecemeal. So we appeal to companies. If you are interested in having a sustainability day, not just on Mandela Day, get into touch with us. There are some big companies already on board. South Sea mm. um, franchise stores in Cape Town are on board with us So and some other big other companies. We'd love to have them on board. It's an experience that they will absolutely never forget in their lives because I've done it so many times, but every single time I learn something different mm. and I meet and I see the joy on those kids' faces when they come to see you make a difference in their lives. It's going to be that easy. How do people get involved? How do they, where do they visit? Uh, you must have a website. We do have we have um, kuselaikaya.org um, where they can go to. They We've also got a Facebook page called the Kusela Ikaya Project. Um, and then they, we also have an SMS campaign, 42160, if they wanted to donate 30 rand towards the project. And um, people can also email us at info at org. It's that easy. We're going to put all of that online so that you can get involved. I think it's important. The girls from Huddle Up, we need to do something over Mandela Day, which is exciting. Um, Justin, thank you for being here. Justin from Kusela Ikaya Project. I keep looking at your name. It's easier to say when it's on your shirt. Exactly. This is the good stuff on Club Central. Thank you. Love, 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 love Tuesdays. Love it, love it, love it. Get to meet really amazing people doing incredible things for South Africa and the world. Um, shack fires are a huge problem. We know that. Mm. And, and here's someone that's really making a difference in that space. There's a huge need. Wow. Which is incredible. Um, we're all about the good news and the good stuff. And every week... We bring you South Africa's only good news charting show. Kerry searches the internet high and low to find you the good news stories that matter and bring them to you on air. And then afterwards, we put them up on cliffcentral.com so that you can read them, watch the videos, and do all those great things. Kerry? Yes. What do we have at number five? Paramedics make dream come true for child with rare genetic disorder. A young boy's dream came true just before going in uh, theater for surgery. So this uh, young single mom, I mean, this single mom put out a, um, a request because her son is mad about paramedics and, and emergency services because he get, I mean, he gets nervous when he goes into theater. So they put a day together where they put him into an ambulance and they, you know, they drove him around and they gave him a little flat suit and then the day of his um, surgery they came to pick him up and they gave him like a what do you call it? Like the like a blue light, but for for emergency services, it was amazing. Man, it's really cool. It's like some kid that just really wants to be a paramedic and be part of that whole sort of industry. It changes cool his whole outlook on on his his uh, treatment and hospital and stuff. I think it's amazing. Well done, ER24. Really cool. We're going to put that photo up online so you can see the photos. What do we have at number four? South African uh, South Africans raise over 400,000 in less than 24 hours for Tula Tula Rhino Orphanage. Now, this is a little bit, ter- this is terrible. Tula Tula Rhino Orphanage was attacked by poachers and the outcome was heartbreaking. South Africans have refused to give up and collectively raised over 400,000 rand in 24 hours. So basically the tragedy uh, when uh, was struck when Tragedy, uh, struck by tragedy when poachers raided and attacked the premises, injuring staff and fatally wounding, wounding two rhino calves. So basically, this money was raised to up their security and get it back on track and protect the rhinos that are there. I think they raised a hell of a lot more than that. I that think was, so too. That was, just, that was, yeah, that was, that was the report that was 24 hours yes. after the, the thing had happened. Um, but the good news here is that South Africans came together to make a difference, right? In such a short space of time. We're gonna and that's how much, I mean, we, we value our rhinos. 
we all do. I mean, we had the wildlife fun exactly. earlier. All right, we're going to put that story up online so that you can read it. What do we have in number three? Every South African needs to watch this maiden speech from the youngest member of parliament, 24-year-old Democratic Alliance MP. I'm going to try to say the name now. Flamela. Is that how you said it? Your vernac is phenomenal. Really? No, I was kidding. Um, just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest member of parliament delivered one of the most important speeches of our time. Now, in there, she, I mean, she's, she's amazing for 24 years old. Are you joking? Anyway, so, uh, basically in her speech, she, um, made it clear what she's fighting for and it's something every single South African should be fighting for. Well, I mean, one of the biggest things is that she said, uh, as adults you've let us down, so the only thing we can do is as children pick up those those responsibilities and make it work for ourselves. Um, The the whole speech, the YouTube clip, we're going to put it up online. If you haven't seen it, where the hell have you been? It's um, it's incredibly inspirational. That is our future right there. Well, that's exactly what it does, is it gives us hope, right? It really, really does. For a 24-year-old, that's amazing. Look what we have to look for That's number three. What do we have at number two? Val Dam opens sluice gates as water level is now fullest it's been in six years. So it's at 100% and this makes me so happy. Um, And basically what they're doing now is uh, they're going to lift the the restriction, but there's a whole lot of um, legalities that they they need to... um, finalize and then they're going to lift it but it's the, the, at 100% it's great and it's fantastic don't stop saving water no. Oaks. Agreed. Um, you know it's only going to get a little bit worse and worse every year so mm. you know what do we have number one save water we'll put, we'll put it up online I've just actually posted uh, a story that goes with that yes. story now that the sluice gates are open where does the water go because that's what everybody's that's asking it. where does it disappear to yeah. we've done the research we know where it goes go online um, and we'll leave it there what do we yeah. have at number one Alberton Heroes, uh, Alberton Heroes Braveheart saves a patient in Cape Town. A Johannesburg man who passed away tragically after being seriously injured while trying to stop a bar fight has saved another another man fighting for his life. So I mean, this was I mean this was very very tragic. Uh, he was stabbed in the eye with pool with a pool cue, but uh, he had donated his organs. And um, as soon as this happened, he was on life support, taken to the hospital. Um, they saw that he was an organ organ donor, and uh, his heart was sent to. Cape Town to save another man. So, cheapest man, it's it's always difficult to. I mean, you chose that story, and I was actually going to change it because I didn't really want it on the show. Um, Ludi went to school with me, and really? um, he was a school friend. Uh, and just, it's incredibly tragic what, what, what did happen to him because mm. he was the purest of pure souls. But, but out of that, um, I think a lot of important stories have come from that and awareness and, um, the guy that, that, that caused it all, um, has been caught and, and hopefully some good will come from that. He saved eight lives. It's, yes, it's all condoning his eight lives. Eight. Um, but Ludi Fink, in memory of him, he's an incredible, incredible human being. Uh, we're going to put all those stories up online because they matter and, um, we want you to hear them and read them and, and sort of find out what's going on in the world. Um, there's videos and there's photos and there's all things that go with it. Every week we get to speak to other inspirational South Africans and we've already had one on the show, show Just, Justin Zitzman, who I'm excited for David to meet. David, come closer. Hey gang. <laughs> welcome Morning. back. Welcome back to the good stuff. This is not uh, your first rodeo. No, but it's always a pleasure to be here. Never a chore. Huh? David Shields, um, he is an incredible South African that's made doing charity so easy because he literally pays you to do it. It's that simple. Gem product. Gem Projects, sorry, I'm a little bit tongue-tied. Gem Projects is an app that you've created um, and that you guys basically put together these days and you can earn gems and spend them. Well, that's correct, uh, Brent. Um, so I suppose the concept came about about four or five years ago. And I suppose the biggest driving factor behind it was why do people in communities that have no resources and no opportunities, why are they sitting idle? And we found that for the most part, it's a lack of incentive. So we thought, let's combine um, something that we all use on a daily basis, the mobile phone, with a directory which enables people to go about doing good deeds in their immediate mm-hmm. vicinity. And so, you know, we've got it on USSD. We've got it on smartphone. Anyone over the age of 16 that has a cell phone um, can make use of Gem. And, of course, you know, that added incentive, is it's not, it's not going to be a deal breaker. It's not going to be a wage that you can sustain yourself on. But it is a huge shift that we've seen Um with the research in terms of, okay, well, I've woken up. Should I go today? Mm, 
well, I'm actually going to earn 30 gems, mm. which are going to keep my electricity on for the week. Or, you know, I'm going to have airtime for the next few days. This is a great motivating factor. Well, that's the thing, and I've seen all the work that you've done and all the great work that you do do. I've always said that people are inherently good, and mm-hmm. they want to do good. They want to be part of that whole process, but they generally need a platform, and that's what you've created is this platform. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's a little bit louder. <laughs> Um, I couldn't agree more. I think inherently if we could just bring out the best in each other and that's something over the years that we've seen with Jim uh, and how we've grown it into other communities. We're in Cape Town now. Within the next month we'll be in Pretoria and in Durban as well and we find that people just want an avenue and a channel to do good. More than anything, it's because, you know, the trivialities of everyday mundane activities get us down. They bog us down. We go to work from nine until five, then we go to gym, then we go mm-hmm. for dinner, then we go to spend time with the family and the kids. Where do you have the time to make a difference and make a change? Um, you know, chances are when it comes to the weekend, you're so over the week, you just want to relax, unwind and spend some time with family and friends. And so what we've done is made it quick and easy for you to plug into something and genuinely feel good about it because that's what we found is where networking happens. So making those contacts in, in, in places that you would have never otherwise visited with people you would have never otherwise uh, met. And that, that is, that is honestly one of the biggest takeaways that we've had from the gem project to date. And are you, are you doing gem? project full-time is that your baby i mean you're in it all the time you're you're making it work yeah so amongst other things um i think it was always a dream of mine as a youngster not to work for somebody uh you know if i can find a way to pay him for my own um lifestyle i suppose then i would do that even if i had to do three or other four other things on the side and so that's what i've done and hopefully you know the willingness and the hard work to take that forward sustains itself in the near future okay so you know that i do good things guy that's that's my baby it's it's sort of good news personified and that Mm -hmm. thing just keeps growing it's this amazing monster which i'm uh, besotted with um but i need to tell you that the amount of um, requests that I get to report on the Gem Project is ridiculous. People, wow. are, people are forever sending me stuff, and and as much as we do report on your stuff, I sometimes <laughs> have to go. Mm, it's, it's a little bit much. I can't be reporting on David every week. So uh, your work is is well renowned, and and people aren't they they know about you, yeah. and they want other people to know about you. So it's quite incredible. You talk about doing things on the side, and I was scrolling through. A story that we posted on in December. Sibu Sisu, Nkosi. Yes, sir. Man, oh man, what an amazing, amazing story. Mm. Give it, I mean, I'm just jumping in it because I was part of it and I was writing on it. Um, tell us a little bit about what happened. You just gave me, honestly, I've got goosebumps all over my, my body right now. I'm jumping for joy inside because he's an absolute gem of a human being. And honestly speaking, no one deserves um, a shot at life more so than what Sibu does. He is, he's in his 30s and I met him at the complex where I live in Kilani. Um, and slowly but surely we got to know each other and I found out about his background story. And one of the nights that, you know, I came across him, he was, he was writing in a, in a textbook and he was, it looked like he was learning. So I said, you know, what is it that you're doing? And he said, well, um, I'm actually studying towards a degree in communications. And unfortunately over the years, I haven't had the financial resources to continue. So every time I'm able to access NASFAS, um, I will take that year up. And of course he passed every year that he was able to access. But I think from what I can recollect, it was about five or six years before before he was able to graduate with a um, with a three year degree, and if it took if it took someone like this who comes from a background like his this long just to get his degree, I couldn't imagine for the life of me um, how hard it would be, how difficult it would be to access the opportunities that are so easily available to those in the know and with the contacts um, for this gentleman that's in his thirties and just getting his start on in life. Mm. Yeah, we, I mean, when you sent me the story and I did a bit of research, he he was doing the security job um, to get by and to study, but at some point he was studying and and being a gardener as well like the the amount of um dedication that he had to surviving and making something is just phenomenal and then you you who do things on the side um a man in the know a man with a couple of facebook friends decided to put a post up which literally went viral yeah geez i mean we were over i was overwhelmed for instance um we we had thousands of requests to help Cebu, which is just incredible. And I think, you know, of all the 
you know, the, the glitz and the glamour and the shining lights, what I really took away from that was that if you, if you just have the determination and the will to, to go on a limb for someone, there's so many positive repercussions and ramifications mm. because I think so often we've been let down by someone. Um, you know, we try to help them. They didn't want to help or, you know, something went wrong along the line and we just gave up and, and, and we take that story and we use it as a justification. You know, we don't, we try to defend our, I suppose ourselves not jumping into that swimming pool again. And, and, you know, every day you walk past hundreds of people and you have no idea what their story is. Mm. And, and you got to think to yourself, you know, am I just going to continue to live in this bubble to go and earn uh, my wage, you know, keep up to date with the, with the Kardashians and like, you know, really just get into this lifestyle that I'm happy with, or am I going to genuinely care for another human being? And it's something as simple as putting a post online. Honestly, that took me less than a half an hour and it's changed this guy's life. I mean, he had hundreds of requests for internships to have him at at these organizations as opposed to him being just another number. Mm. Um, You know, big data, uh, big data is so pivotal in today's society and how we're able to just group and classify people, uh, depending on what their demographics and interests are. And, and you, you know, you got to think to yourself, but hold on, where does the second chance at life come into play? Like, how do we, we cannot just disband in this whole situation to say, well, you are a number and you, you are, yeah. You've touched on so many things in yeah. that, in that one. I mean, for me, one of the biggest things, and people have classified me now as that charity guy or whatever that is. And and one of the things that irritates me to a point of no end is when someone um, will, will disregard a human being begging on the side of the road. Because don't you know that story of how he's begging and then he climbs into his Ferrari and he drives home? I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard that a million times. Um, I actually F that. Yeah, it's it's you and you know this, and I'm not talking to you. It's the listeners. If you wake up every day at five or four or three o'clock in the morning to get to out of your informal settlement to make it to in the city where there are privileged people to stand and beg for a full day in the hot sun from like half past five in the morning until nine t- or ten at night, and you tell me that's easier than getting a cushy job, then, then you're living in a different world completely. And that's one myth around one homeless person, around one person begging. You know what I mean? And you're saying it exactly now. If we could just see through all of that and we could um, not be as numb as we are, because I think maybe as a society we've become a bit numb mm. to, to the poverty. We not be as numb. Um, and do good for other people. What, what is that saying? Be kinder than necessary because you do not know anybody else's story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you to a large extent. Um, to put it in my own perspective, everybody's always asking me, David, you know, you do such amazing things in the civil society sector. Let me know when the next one is. They, honestly, for the most part, a couple of people, more so my friends, think that Gem is some sort of charity that arranges community cleanups and beach cleanups. <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's an app. Yeah. You can literally go every single weekend. There will be four or five events in your mm. area that you can attend and help out at a soup kitchen, an orphanage, um, an animal shelter, or an education center. So you, it, it just, it's like, it's yeah. almost like we use it. Cheers! It's this weekend. Yeah, there we, there we go. That's it. Like, um, and then to put, you know, to say the same thing, it's again, it's a justification, which is what I find, you know, because unfortunately, as people, we're weak, we're lazy. We prefer comfortability mm. than to actually be pushed out and, and say, well, now this is a challenge. Let's see what you can do with it. And um yeah, look, with the begging thing, I'm not so sure I agree with you 100%. I do think that a lot of the time guys make it their job to be at those robots and so you're not really ending the poverty cycle Mm. if you're going to continue to finance that specific instance but again you know there are some guys that take advantage of their role in society being a beggar at the side of the road and then there are genuinely those people down on their luck that you see living out of a trolley Mm. and sleeping on the sidewalk and and I think the way to distinguish between those two is intuition your Mm. intuition is right 10 times out of 10 all the time if you feel for someone and you really feel for them it's intuition that's telling you to do something so trust your gut Mm. Um, I'm going to keep following your work and I'm going to keep supporting you and I'm going to I'll come to your days every weekend I don't have a problem Mm. Brent the Last time I was here, you said that, and I haven't seen you at any of them. So, do, do you know how busy I am? <laughs> um, There's the justification. justification. Bang on the money. This oh, Saturday, shucks. I'm going to come this Saturday. Do it, man. We're um, going to have a good time. If people want to get involved, if they want to get the app or, or follow your work, where do they go? So, 
All you have to do is visit www.gemproject.org and download the app on Android or iOS via that way. Um, alternatively, if you don't have a smartphone, you can use the USSD code star120gem1hash, which is 4361hash, and you can use it in just the same way. And what's great about that is that you don't even need airtime to access uh, the USSD channel. Hmm. Man, oh man, it's that easy. It's that awesome. I'm going to put all of that online. Um, I can't believe the hour's over, and it was an hour and 15 minutes, and actually. And it's been amazing. Can I just say one more thing, Brent? I'm sorry, man. And I I just feel like you've given so many people a platform to do good and to showcase their good. And every day I can only imagine what it must be to wake up and be you because you give everyone this opportunity to showcase that people are inherently good. And I really respect that. And I think that um, you deserve all the applause you get. So thank you very much for everything you do. I agree. No, man, that's ridiculous. But I'm going to say thank you he because my mother that. taught me how to deal with compliments. Um, <laughs> I have to get off the air now because I'm blushing. <laughs> this is the good stuff proudly brought to you by Brand South And thank you. That's really, that's really cool of you. Um, this is the good stuff proudly brought to you by Brand South Africa, Play Your Parts Initiative. Brand South Africa, inspiring new ways. If you want to play your part and get involved or know someone who does, visit www.brandsouthafrica.com for more info. Thank you for listening to the good paint job feature see what we did there they brought your paint job in if you're playing your part in the community or know someone who is let us know and we'll get in touch it's that easy for more info on being an ambassador for your community or country visit www.brandsouthafrica.com South Africa inspiring new ways um, we need to stay motivated we need to inspire others I leave you with a little quote every week that you can just carry around with you if only for, for today or perhaps a week sometimes the only reality check you need is to remember we all only have one shot at this life if you aren't embracing every second savoring every moment smelling every breath of fresh air and loving those who care about uh, care about you as hard as you can, then sort that shit out. Nothing else matters. This is the good stuff for this week. I hope you have a terrific Tuesday. Cliffcentral.com.